yeah, I wasn't here last week to talk about how pride turned into a bean, but <laughs> thoughts. I I don't really know what to say about that. <laughs> My dearest Elizabeth, it's another episode of Full Metal Analysts. Welcome to our show where free riders analyze each and every episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I'm Michelle. I'm Arthur. And I'm Mike. Yes, Arthur is back. And as you can all see, he's been doing a four-week intensive ASMR course. So please welcome ASM Arthur. Uh, he <laughs> is the new member of the group. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm working on my audition tape for NPR News. <laughs> but actually, no, I'm, I'm dealing with a, an ear issue right now, which makes me super sensitive to sound, even my own voice. It's really crazy. So uh, please, listeners, bear with us and maybe... Enjoy the soothing, more dulcet sato of my voice for the next episode or two. And joining <laughs> us this week, we have an illustrator, trivia writer, but you may know her more as the reigning champion of Full Metal Analyst guest appearances. Please welcome to the show, Camilla Franklin. Hello, I'm so happy to be here. Oh my God. Are we all going to talk like this the whole episode? Okay. No, please no. <laughs> Camilla's well-practiced. She worked for Ask Me Another, so... Uh... Yes, the good, the great. Rest in peace. Ask me another. Ask me another. Uh, I just, I just kiss my fingers and point it at the sky, where all radio TV shows go by ceiling. <laughs> radio yeah, TV shows. Every, every radio show eventually aspires to be a little um, glow-in-the-dark sticky star on Michelle's ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> the great radio tower in the sky. <laughs> Absolutely. Before we get into the information about the director and the writer, before we get into the recap, which I hope I get the recap this time, I'm just going to go ahead and remind the listeners that Arthur has a weapon called the trapdoor. At any moment, he can activate the trapdoor and send me down the trapdoor. Now, I'm reminding the listeners about this because the trapdoor will be used several times this episode. I am going yeah. sicko Why? mode on this. You'll see. I feel like going sicko mode and learning lessons aren't mutually exclusive. You could absolutely do both. And in fact, I challenge you to. Maybe I will learn less by the end of the episode, but first I must go sicko mode by telling you all about this week's director and writer. This week's episode is a fierce counterattack and it was directed by Takahiro Ikazoe, who directed Flame of Vengeance, Spite of the Ant, The Shape of This Country, and more. This is their last episode. So sound out the cannon. Boom. Oh yeah, sorry. I, never, I always want to make the sound effect, but it's very unnecessary. We just use the cannon. We Do you have... want to make the sound effect? Do it. No, 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 no. Okay, all right. Boom. <laughs> That's it. Very good. Thanks. Hiroshi Onogi, <laughs> series head writer, who wrote this episode and of course wrote all the episodes up until the end. So. Not mm -hmm. sure if you did a good job on this one, but we'll what? talk about it. Right. That's <laughs> so incorrect. This episode was as good as the last episode was bad, in my opinion. Let's, it, now it's time for our now it's time for our improvised twenty one second recap. This is the moment in the podcast where one of us would do an improvised twenty one second recap of this week's episode, and that person will be chosen by the roll of a dice. If he lands on one, it's me. If he lands on two, it's Mike. If he lands on three, it's Arthur. If he lands on four, it's our guest Camilla. Please, God, let's roll the dice. I want to do it. I want to do it so hard. Land on me, please. <laughs> one, 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 four. Damn it. Wow. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Three, okay. two, one, go. 
This is a very, very shonen episode. Father uses his magical evil powers to bring the ghosts of everyone's past back. And then it seems like they're going to do something with that. But instead, they explode everything in Central. has been destroyed. Now it's time for the remaining heroes to team up to fight Father. A lot of them are doing really bad. It's looking rough. It's very dire. Father's shaking off their attacks. And then, at the last minute, Ed has no arm. He's about to die. And Al sacrifices himself to give Ed his arm back. Now Ed's winning. He's punching him. Is he going to win? Yeah, that is exactly what happened. That was the be- you, that was the best recap we've ever had. <laughs> Greed learns, says he wants it all, and I think this episode is where Greed learns that the real all was the friends he made along the way. Oh man, so true, so dumb, yeah. but so true. You know, you do gotta love friendship, especially when you make it along the way to something. Friends you make by just standing around waiting for friends to show up, way less satisfying. Making friends when you're not along the way. Ugh, no. overrated. I hate it when you don't make friends until you get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it's actually about the destination and not about the journey the whole time. What is this riffing you guys are doing? <laughs> you ever make, Go you with the program. Just... The real always the friends we made along the way. Yeah, it's always about the friends we made along the way, but fuck the friends we make after that. <laughs> it sounds like you guys don't want to talk about this episode. That's what no, this sounds do. like. We do. We're just trying no, to say. No, it's just trying to place this episode within the great arc of a full narrative and thinking about this is just one pebble paving the stepping stones that we take along the way garnering friends much like a pebble this gets stuck inside your shoe i do think i will say when camilla said he brings back all these dead people that they you know what i mean and it's actually like Mm -hmm. i think that was one of the strongest moments in the show and it was like something i was hoping for in the confrontation with father that he would actually haunt them with their own sins, the things that they feel guilty about doing, you know? And then it didn't really go anywhere. This was an exercise on waiting. This entire episode was just like a bunch of people punching a wall. If you had skipped from the beginning of this episode to like about five minutes before, you would have missed nothing but some good animation. I'm not a grump. I like seeing people do cool things in cool ways. But it's like when you have an episode like last week's where it just felt like they were like, this, 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 and that. And then you tell me that you got you have like 13 minutes of people punching a wall and nothing happens. I'm like, what is the time proportion going on here? Like, no, but what it is... worked though. But it worked. No, it, it worked didn't. For... No, it did work because it was exciting because it was like everyone's everyone's coming together. Everyone's all like the Briggs soldiers are coming together. Great. The soldiers I don't care about. I kind of agree with both of you, weirdly, because it was like this episode was such. It was just like a boss battle in a video mm-hmm. game where you like have all the moves you learned throughout the whole thing. Now you're just like, firebomb, 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 punch, 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 punch. Like everyone's just like spamming their signature move at this guy. (laughs) And like, it was like, okay, you know, we've been watching this go on for like a full seven minutes now. I think exactly two things that really hit for me this episode. And one of them was like seeing all the characters that we do actually care about all like cheering for Ed and like, the degree with that connected to greed was a little weird to me but <laughs> but that actually happening was cool mm-hmm. because they're all together they're all yeah, yeah like i couldn't you know despite myself i i had to be like this is cool like you do want to cheer with all of them like yeah go ahead and like everyone is it's all these friends that you made along the way that <laughs> are now like fully behind ed and cheering for him okay it's like i said i'm not a grump I don't hate that. It just felt too contrived to me, you know? I feel like every story is contrived to a certain degree, 
and the real magic comes from making that contrivance disappear or making it more palatable and all that. And this episode just kind of made it feel so naked and so obvious and so unabashed that I just couldn't get connected to the emotional part of it. You know, three episodes ago, there was a moment where May literally disappeared for four <laughs> episodes and we were all like, okay, she's just gone. Like this character does not matter. And now she's here. And I realized like the reason why none of that felt great is because the author was just like, I just need May to be here so that when Al decides to sacrifice himself, it makes sense within the logic of the show. That moment was sort of like, it was the correct thing to happen. Mm -hmm. But the way it happened was weird. Clunky. It was clunky. Yes. It would have been like... funny if she'd been like, you know, what I also could do with my Elka history is I could just remove the metal bar on his other arm. Al sacrificing <laughs> his body to give Ed his arm back to mm -hmm. like give him an advantage in a fight. I think that's a good plot movement. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, incredible, dramatic. Talented, brilliant, incredible, amazing, show-stopping, spectacular. I think that's so so poetic and full circle and, and really, really awesome. Yeah, I think it's a perfect character moment. I think it was more of a matter of execution rather than that plot point itself. But I think... I did actually, on kind of the mind level, I do really like that. It was cool. You have to admit, it was it was really cool. And when I he just goes into it. the other world, and he's like talking to that little stinker god guy, and you're like... <laughs> Mike you is always that? like, you have to admit this is cool. And I'm like, I just did. You just didn't listen to it's me. Like, it's like, you just like, don't, you say you admit it, but it's like, I don't remember that, you know? All I remember is you saying horrible things. You know what? Editor, who's also mean the future... Play it five times over. Now. It's a perfect character moment. Perfect character moment. Perfect character moment. Make a dubstep remix of it. It's a perfect character moment. Camilla, please, your opinion of this. Let me go top down with this whole thing because I do see where a lot of the criticism comes from. At the same time, I generally have fun with this episode, and I think it does some really important repositioning in advance of the finale. So because Full Metal Alchemist has this big story about this adventure and the end of the world and immortality, there's this very expansive plot about saving all the people, and that plot becomes, as the story goes on, a little bit more separate from the story of Ed and Al's characters and their growth, as it becomes clearer and clearer that this Philosopher's Stone is not a temptation for them. And it becomes more and more tied to the growth and arc and past of Hohenheim. And so by the time you're at this point in the story, there's sort of two kinds of resolution you're looking for. You're looking for the resolution of the plot, and you're also looking for the resolution of Ed and Al's character arcs, because that's what you come to the series for from the beginning. That's what grips you. That's where the story starts and that's where it should end. And while I think it is unfortunate that you have this sort of everyone teaming up to punch this guy, that it isn't able to bring as much of Ed and Al's character arc into it, into those fight moments. I think this episode, particularly what it does at the end is it really reorients you back towards the characters. Because for so long it's been, is father going to achieve his evil plan? And this sort of says, hey, the question isn't so much, are Ed and Al going to stop him? It's at what cost? And that gets us back to the characters. That gets us back to who and what we actually care about. While I can see 
this sort of big shonen fights. Um, I agree with Arthur that it's very boss battle. I said there's even a moment where like father shows up and suddenly he's like really tall and has a ripped torso, like a like the second form of a Final Fantasy villain. <laughs> right. It feels a little bit more um, bound by the conventions of the genre in which it exists. But I think it also at the end hints that it knows this isn't what you're here for, really. It knows that what you're here for is these brothers that we so love. I just wanted the listener to know I've been nodding all the time. I've been doing the whole like uh, rap music video where I'm nodding and doing the thing with my hand, like Camilla saying the right thing. Yeah, Camilla said it. Hashtag Camilla said it. So you oh. like the episode too? No. Oh. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> it doesn't ring as hollow to me as the last episode where it was all just alchemy math. You know, <laughs> this was based more on character than oh, let's rewind all the souls back. Like Michelle could find a better like M Michelle. I believe that you could write a better way to do this. I know you could. But just judging it based on what it is like to me, when friends keep saving your ass right before you lose, that is authentically how friendship works. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that is I would, I would save your ass before you lose, even uh, before you start no. losing. If you were okay, me. well, you're, I'm you're just, just that. You're you're just that Michelle good. says that he's a more powerful friendship alchemist than Ed and Al. Uh, RIP to you, claim. but I was built different. Sorry. Look, all I'm trying to say is, is that rings true to me. That is a good, strong, character-based way to like. They're not all just punching father. They're punching father together. Like any one of them punching father wouldn't be enough. <laughs> it's really hard not to be moved by that. It's cool. It's not as good as you could have done it. And again, when Camilla pointed out that they almost did something interesting by bringing back everybody that they had brought back themselves, you know, like that is that could have been really twisted and really cool. But they didn't even go there yeah, that much. It would have been interesting if they were the Ishfal people oh. uh, and said they were the um, Xerxes right, that's, people. That's dark. <laughs> yeah, which which I think tortures Hohenheim. But I think it would have been interesting to see like Mustang tortured. It should have been their mom. Yeah, no, I definitely thought that we were going to see their mom. I was shocked that we didn't, that they didn't even do that. Are there any other characters we should talk about? Mustang. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Talk about Mustang. I thought that Mustang being blind and Hawkeye being his eyes was like the raddest, coolest shit ever. Relationship goals. I thought that was so fucking cool. As a kid, when this page came up, reading the comics, the chapters finally released the reveal of the fire and then it pans to them working together and not only is Roy relying on Reese's Hawkeye in order to aim but also is using Ed's clapping technique. I freaked yeah. out. You can't not freak out. And it's a really lovely piece of character storytelling through combat which can be sometimes tricky. Yeah I think it's because the show can reach those highs of integrating character into combat into mechanics and like all this stuff coming together into that moment which is what makes it such a like fist pumping, like awesome character relationship, action, fire, dragon, blind, cool shit. Yeah, good. It makes some of the other stuff pale in comparison. But anyway, I just wanted to point out that moment and how damn cool it was. Yeah, if you were if you were going to a theater and watching this in a packed theater, that's a moment where everyone does the applause. I was told to, if you can't say anything now, I don't mm -hmm. say anything at all. So I, don't like him I feel like Greedling. Um, oh, you have good things to say about Greedling? I actually do. It would be a surprise. I thought the bit at the end with Greedling was probably my favorite part of the episode because it all has to do with the fact that Greed's want of having everything in the world is very like 
auxiliary to his role in the show. You would think that a guy who wants everything in the world and who has no allegiances, quote unquote, will be a constant thorn on their side. But Greedling so far, there are moments where you could take him out of the picture and it would make no difference, you know? Every time this guy shows up, he's immediately thrown aside. Arthur, can you remind me what he wants again? He Greed? wants it all, but maybe the real wants. all is the friends we made along the way. No. Uh, yeah, you know, he wants to fire things in life. Uh, women, men, all-you-can-eat breakfast buffets. Mm-hmm. All-you-can-eat like, lunch buffets. The Lunchables. best china, the best silverware. Oh, like water pops. The finest <laughs> marble statues. Season tickets <laughs> to the Lakers. Movie pass. You know what it, it, it reminded me of? It reminded me of the thing you kept saying about pride, Mike. It might be a cultural issue or something. I don't know. But the way I think about greed is not the way they played greed at all. Like someone who wants a bunch of friends doesn't feel like a greedy thing to me. But the way that, and also the way that Ling was, he wasn't especially greedy as he was prideful. You know what I mean? Like, I think it would have worked better if he had taken on pride as the thing. Can I start Panda Talk? I'll start Panda Talk. Hey, welcome to Panda Talk. Well, someone killed this fucking girl. Uh, oh my God. Oh, come on. Trapdoor. Worth it! Something to confess, because of the episodes that I have been asked to watch for this podcast, mm-hmm. this was the first episode in which I learned what the panda sounded like. Oh, wow. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I heard it make a noise, and I, uh, wait, that's the noise the panda makes? Cute yeah. noise, but Cute higher noise. pitch than I expected. That's my review. Well, the thing about the noise the panda makes is that legally, the animal sidekick has to have a higher uh register than the characters mm. the sidekick of oh, and, and ray chang's voice pretty high pitched it's really really high pitched so they had to go into like basically dog whistle register for for the panda could i ask something about may to the folks that have been following this every episode oh and yeah have, absolutely have maybe seen this journey i'm trying to remember if this is true about may's character mm-hmm. is that her particular combination of youth and compassion means that she tends to be pretty swayed by like cute things or people experiencing suffering in her immediate proximity like the things that make an impression on her as being good or bad are the things that stick with her and motivate her in large part um is that true i guess it's not wrong i just i don't remember that ever happening okay look all right you know i love the panda yeah but I, I do feel... You think she should have sacrificed the panda to no, get... No, no, oh my goodness, no. Oh my, oh, my oh my goodness, yes, oh my goodness. Yes, yes, no. sacrifice the panda. No, no, yes. no, 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 no. We finally Michelle, agree. Michelle you're, making, <laughs> Michelle, you're making this difficult for me. You're making this hard for me. <laughs> really? I kind of agree with Michelle here. Oh my God. Because as much as I love the panda, and I do, and I will speak nothing ill of it, but I will say <laughs> May's character, damn, it is a real stretch to say anything nice about... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you have to do some mental, you have to do some mental gymnastics to get there. You know what I mean? Like, that was so funny. Sorry. It seems like she should have some more development. It seems like she's not finished, or, or, and they yeah, often don't definitely. know what to do with her. Deeper, <laughs> I will with her. add that I'm like more sensitive to higher sounds right now than like stuff in the lower register, 
<laughs> I actually had to turn the TV down when Mei Chang was on. <laughs> That's really funny. Because, like, Mei Chang was, like, screaming, and it's, like, so high pitch. One thing that I didn't pick up on my own, but when I was looking over this episode, realized is that after Ed gets his arm back and he's fighting father, it ends on that kind of odd threat where he says, like, novice, I'm about to show you how outclassed you are. This fight, you lose. That's the English dub, at least. The words novice and outclassed are part of the insult that he has for Father Cornello when they're fighting at the very beginning. And it really feels to me like there's an intentional, we're bringing it home, we're bringing it back to where we began. It's all about the boys. It's about the brothers. I mean, I'm excited for this next one. I'm I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be making predictions yet, but I do. I feel like it's going to be a beatdown. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, I think father's going to have like one last like, oh, no, is he going to do something? And then, no, he's going to get beaten down. It's going to be fun. Well, guess what? Mike, this is not Mikey at the bat. No, it's time for a game show. That's right. We have a brand new game in honor of our guest, Camilla. But this game show is exclusive to Patreon listeners. So if you want to check it out, go to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash FM analysts. And you can listen to the extended version of this episode and other episodes like it. The game show is really fun, but we're going to keep it for now as a treat to our Patreon subscribers. Mike, you want to know who sucks harder? Yes. The answer lies at the middle of the field, which is where you're going for Mikey at the bat. Okay, here I go. Let me get a towel. This is the moment of the podcast where Mike has to guess what happens in next week's episode based solely on the title and the thumbnail. Mike, please describe the thumbnail for next week's episode, The Other Side of the Gateway. It's um, Ed, and he's all cut up and looks angry and badass. And it's just a close-up of his face, and he's like, Nyah. I think that Ed is going to kick father's behind. But I think that the real meat of this episode, and hopefully, because we're almost at the end here, you know, I really hope what happens is some kind of greater moment where he has to go and save his brother. Well, obviously he has to do that, but like there's going to be something sacrificed for all of this. And maybe it's going to be his dad and maybe it's going to be the friends he made along the way. And maybe it's going to be, I don't know what's going to happen exactly, but I really hope that they don't just, gosh, you know, like get their cake and eat it too. Like I hope that there's some kind of realization or some kind of earned moment here. Like I really hope that, I, I, I believe at this point, based on how things have unfolded, that the end of this anime is going to have Ed and Al with their bodies back and they're going to be happy. But I wonder how, will there be a price? Will there be some, will it feel earned? It's all going to happen. It's going to hinge on this episode. And I very much hope it will feel earned. You know, if it's not perfect, I'm not going to be upset about that. I just want it to feel correct, you know? So we're going to find out. Now that Mike is good at his prediction, it's time for us the greatest episode on a scale from one to five stars. I'm going to get things started and say two and a half stars. That's it. You know, I was going to give it a lower score, but actually after talking about it more, I realized that there's like a lot of valuable stuff here. So I am going to give it a 3.4. What? No, you go back in that house and give it a round number right now. 3.5. There we go. All right, guys. Like, I actually enjoyed this episode. I think I was just so repulsed by the last episode that maybe I was relieved to be like, yeah, I'm having fun again. I think it was pretty good. You have to accept the anime that is not the anime that you would want sometimes. Why do you, you know? say that every... I never tell you, God. 
This is unfair. I'm going to go ahead and give this four stars. I'm just going to give it a round, easily divisible pie. 3.14159265535. I think the animation is beautiful. I think that the storytelling that it's trying to do is sometimes better than the storytelling it's actually doing, but that ending's undeniable for me. And now that we reach the end of this week's episode, it's time for me to thank our guests for coming. Thank you so much, Camilla. It's been a pleasure to be here. I recommend that you guys go back and listen to the Camilla episodes because they form a story. And that story is the show completely ignored Winry. They did. It's yeah. true. And this episode is really emblematic of that because this episode completely ignores Winry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you show somebody this episode and you were like, what did you think of Winry? They'd be like, who? You know who else they ignored? The lion who? guy. Oh, he was there. <laughs> where was he? He wasn't there. Yes, he was. He wasn't in his lion form where I would have seen him. <laughs> Camilla, where can people find you online? Hi, you can find my art online at Instagram at Camillastrator. That's Camilla and Illustrator smushed together. You can find trivia that I've written in the archives of Ask Me Another on NPR. Our show has sadly ended, but there is still nine years of content for you to enjoy. That's pop culture trivia and comedy. Wow. And before you go, can you please give us your best full metal alchemist, just like the interstitials? I'm going to go for some ASMR through this time. Oh, nice. Full metal alchemist. Arthur, can you say something for me in your ASMR voice? Uh, yeah. Can you say you're right, Michelle? Oh, you know, as comforting as I know you would find that, I just can't do it. <laughs> Listeners, you see, this is what I have to deal with every single day of my life. Okay, all right. All right, I'll do it. Oh. I'll do it. Are you ready, Michelle? Yes. Michelle. Yes. Activate trapdoor. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't want to have your trapdoor activated, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at FM Analysts. That's FM and then the word analysts on Twitter. So, or subscribe to us on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you'll get your podcasts. We'd like to thank Sarah Lerner for managing our Tumblr. You can check that out at fullmetal-analyst.tumblr.com. We'd also like out. to thank Camilla. For our art. I haven't finished. Well, watch out. There are spoilers there. <laughs> We'd also like to thank Camilla Franklin for doing our podcast art. You yeah. can check out more of her work by following her on Instagram at Camillastrator. It's a little redundant, but because we've already said that. If you like this episode and would like to hear more, <laughs> why not subscribe to our Patreon? For just $2, you'll receive extended versions of each episode a week early. That's right. You can listen to next week's episode right now by going to patreon.com slash fmanalysts. That'll be all for now. We'll see you next time on Full Metal Analysts. Until then, stay frosty, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.